Welcome to the Capital Insight Podcast with Jenny Kasson and Michelle Timish, two capital raising experts on a mission to demystify and equify the world of investment for entrepreneurs and investors alike. Listen in as they sit down with fundraising veterans and share with you the success stories and cautionary tales of outside-the-box capital raising. This is Capital Insight. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Capital Insight Podcast. My name is Michelle Timish. I'm here with my colleague, Jenny Kasson. Today, our guest is Tom Morose from Stonehenge, USA. Tom, welcome so much to the podcast. It's so lovely to have you. Um, tell us a little bit about you and how you came to get involved in Stonehenge and, of course, what it is. Yes, well, thank, thanks to both of you for inviting me to, to do this. Um, yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's real, I really have a long history, and my journey is kind of circuitous for uh, coming back to where I started. I feel like that um, I've been connected with Stonehenge since I was a teenager, and uh, I met the two original owners that were artists and avid gardeners, and they introduced me to art and music and holistic concepts of health and healing back when I was 16 or 17 years old. And I've, um, you know, remained friends. And this was in Eastern Pennsylvania. And um, after graduating from college, I, I moved to New York City, but always kept in touch um, with Stonehenge um, throughout my adult life. And, um, you know, um, and the original owner, Russell, the last of the original owners, Russell, passed away a little over three years ago. And I was at a point, you know, of wanting to um, support the vision and make sure it perpetuates the, uh, um, the vision of the original founders to create this. It's a 21 and a half acre farm in Pennsylvania that's, that uh, has always had programming for the arts, um, gardening and permaculture over the years. And um, 20 years ago, it was established as a nonprofit. And, you know, I'd been introduced to social enterprise in my travels that I've worked in corporate finance. And then I worked for a large human rights nonprofit and had the opportunity to travel around the world. And um, I became introduced to the Impact Hub Network, which is a co-working space that supports social entrepreneurs. And through that, I became connected with the, the SOCAP conference, Social Capital, in uh, San Francisco, really since the beginning of that. And so that really... Um, you know, having worked in the nonprofit world and the for-profit world, I, you know, they were always kind of presented as two distinct areas. And I love the idea of social enterprise being a bridge that people can still have a business and, um, and um, invest, you know, in social causes as well as making a financial return. So, so anyway, so I, I went through my journey of working for other organizations and came back to restructure uh, from just being a nonprofit to creating uh, Stonehenge Public Benefit Corporation just last year. And I reached out to um, Jenny and to you to for advice on how we might structure a capital campaign to uh, bring certain improvements and expand the experience of being at Stonehenge. Yeah, so yeah, we were so thrilled when you did that. And um, Michelle and I actually got a chance to visit Stonehenge, and it really is such a magical place. So you decided to go ahead and raise money using the tool of investment crowdfunding. 
Um, so tell us a little bit about how you made that decision. Right. It was, you know, we wanted the local community to support the vision. There's always been a large following. And um, I, did, I think philosophically, um, you know, I've seen through my travels in, with the Impact Hub Network and going to SOCAP, uh, I feel when people are invested in something, they are not only interested in, the, in their financial return, they're mostly interested in the, the social and environmental return of the things that we're working on. So I think that was the, that was the main reason is that we did want to raise a, a, a fairly significant amount and we, you know, um, really wanted to have more people involved in, in the process as we're building our team out. So it was exciting to go through the process of putting this all together this past year. And, you know, once we started the process, just being inspired by others that were that were raising funds to, for their own. I feel like everybody's just, you know, it's, it's a way for people to raise um, funding for their, for their dreams, to realize their dreams. And the inspiration we had from kind of the weekly check-in calls with every, everybody that's, um, you know, been a, going through the same process has been really inspirational for us. How, uh, Tom, how have you found now that your campaign is, is launched and you're in the, in the thick of it, how are you finding the experience of um, talking to investors and letting people know that you're raising? Are you are you finding that people are familiar with regulation crowdfunding? Are you having to do a lot of education? What's been your experience so far this uh, at this stage of the campaign? Yeah, it really has been an education process of, you know, it's really relatively new in the area of Pennsylvania where we are, not many people. As soon as I mentioned crowdfunding, people think of Kickstarter or GoFundMe right away. I said, well, it's like that, but, you know, it, it, we had to do a lot more to get to the point that we're at right now. And I think it's not, you know, part of our mission as well is not, not only to have this holistic learning center, but they also have kind of a co-working space for other artists and social entrepreneurs that are working toward their own dreams. So we really want to share our experiences with them. So I think it's, it has been, um, yeah, um, a learning and education process for our potential investors that are looking into um, investing in what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, we've definitely found that you might have um, people who absolutely love what you're doing. They're huge fans, but when you offer them the opportunity to invest, it can be confusing. <laughs> A lot of people just never have been offered the opportunity to invest in a small business that they love. You know, so people think of investing usually as buying stock in a public company. So you know, what are some of the things you've been doing to try to help people understand, yes, you really can invest in a business that you love? Right. It's been, you know, especially challenging in the sense that we are continuing the nonprofit that has been here for the last 20 years. And we want them to focus on the programming that happens here and to have a diverse board with the programming background that we would like to have here. So just kind of explaining that, you know, here's the focus of the nonprofit and this is, we're going to help to expand the experience of coming to Stonehenge by developing a natural food cafe, a glamping operation, 
and an expanded retail experience to come here to enhance the overall experience. So I think, you know, um, we've created graphics and have, a, you know, I think a pretty nice uh, pitch deck that differentiates. And I find, and we, I find that putting together a video that kind of explains the, the history and the trajectory that we've gone through to get to this point has really helped to clarify it with people. I see this kind of shift happening like midway through the video when they're saying, oh, now I see what you're doing. And, uh, and that kind of opens up to a conversation after, after we share that video. That's actually on, it's, we're, we're leading on that on our website now. So in the past couple of weeks, there's been a lot more awareness and a lot more reaching out uh, for people that are curious about what we're doing. Great. And I know it's it's one thing to talk about doing something in theory and another thing to altogether to do it. So I'm just wondering what uh, what if any lessons you have uh, for people who are thinking about preparing? Did you feel like you understood what you were getting into before you launched and that you were ready for it? Or do you think that you should have done you know, something different or in addition to uh, how you prepared? What are your thoughts on that? Yes. When, uh, when people ask me about the process, you know, I do have an MBA in finance and um, I tell them that this past year is like doing my MBA all over again. But this time I, I really feel like I have a purpose and a focus for what I'm, uh, what I, why I'm doing it and what I'm doing. So it really has been like, I understood these concepts, but when you, really go through the process of, um, you know, doing it rather than reading about it, you know, putting together a, a business plan and a pitch deck and a video and a form, you know, a form C, you know, to, to file. Um, so just nothing like doing something to really learn it. So I really feel that um, even though it did take some time for us to do, I feel it was really an, an educational process and really helped us tighten up our vision for our offering. And that helped to in sharing the story with others. Um, so, and bringing our team together around a common vision. So it really was um, a process. I don't, I don't think there's anything more I could have done in advance, but just, you know, learning the patience of going through each step of the process to get to the point that we're at right now. Yeah. And so do you want to share an example of, um, you know, someone who has said yes, who maybe, you know, never thought of themselves as an investor before and kind of the process that they went through to realize, ooh, I can be an investor. I just, I think that watching people go through that, that uh, realization that they can invest. Do you have any like specific stories to share of people that you've talked to that maybe were not the usual suspects when it comes to being an investor who you feel like really kind of had a big aha moment and were excited to become an investor? Yes, uh, really. Like one of, one of our neighbors here that have, you know, that are on um, a neighboring property, um, so, you know, it's an older couple. I didn't really expect them to invest, but they've been very active in our programs and really enjoyed, you know, everything that we've been offering here. And uh, they actually just came to me last week 
And they said, is this really legit? Can we really put our bank information in here? You know, we really want to invest in what you're doing. I said, yeah, it's legit. It's, it's safe. You can do that. You know? And uh, so it was really, um, I, I didn't really expect any um, investment or financial support uh, from them. So it's just, it's gratifying to know that we're, you know, what we're offering is of value to the community and, um, and that they really want to be a part of it um, in, you know, in, um, both financially and and participation of, of what we're doing. That's great. That's a good story. What about the opposite of that? Have you have you experienced um, someone who you've spoken to who maybe you did think was a potential investor and had uh, a reaction that made it clear that they were not comfortable for some reason using this tool? Yes, I think that's something that we're still kind of working through. It's um, people have, are reading more more carefully, like what it means, and I, I think that they they will invest. But it's been there's been some hesitancy from uh, people that I, I did expect to um, be more open to be more open to it. I can't think of a, a specific story to share, but um, it has been a you know it has been a process um, with. Um, with some potential investors that I've spoken with. Do you feel like that may, is, is the, is one of the challenges where you're located, the fact that you are in, you know, part of the country that is not like super caught up in the world of, you know, investing in startups and, you know, tell us more about where you're located. Um, you know, the challenges that are being faced uh, by that part of the country. Um, and if you think that when you're rate, when you're, you're doing a plate, you know, it's a place-based investment um, because you're talking about a physical place. Is there anything about, you know, the part of the country that you're in that you think makes it particularly challenging to get people excited about investing? Um, yeah, I'll just say a little bit about where exactly we're located. So we, we are in rural Pennsylvania and it, it is coal mining country. Um, so it used to be, you know, a really robust place back when, when coal was really um, the, the key source of, um, when fossil fuel was the key source of energy, you know, and um yeah, we're about 45 minutes from the Lehigh Valley, which is the Allentown, Bethlehem area, and about an hour and a half from Philadelphia and a little bit over two hours from New York City. So in, in a, a lot of ways, it's a great location for people coming from larger urban areas for a retreat. But as far as getting local investment, um, this is a new way to invest. And I think that there is a lot of curiosity and there will be breakthroughs, but it, um, I think, you know, as I, as I mentioned before, I think we're sharing the process that we're going through with others. And I, I really feel that others are going to pursue this as a way to get their businesses and dreams off the ground. And um, that was, you know, I, I mentioned that I moved to New York city. I grew up in the Allentown area and here I'm, I'm moving back to it now. And um you know, one of the um, things I really wanted to bring bring back to this area was this idea of impact investing and social enterprise. And um, 
So I'm kind of blending all of my interests into this holistic learning center right now. So I'm really, it is my vision to have this kind of dynamic space where there's others that are helping people get their ideas off the ground. And there is a, a lot of interest from some community leaders that I've been sharing this with too, um, to actually gather a group that will come out and visit the grounds and, and you know, listen to what we're doing. So I'm like, we haven't done that yet, but I'm looking forward to that in the, in the next week or two to, to have uh, a meeting like that with some local community leaders. And do you see this as a tool that could be used um, investment crowdfunding for the community itself? How are the local businesses faring that are near you? Yeah, there is a lot of opportunity. I think it is growing out of the, the past. Um, there's a lot of, um, there are a lot of people moving to the area. I think, you know, part of coming out of the pandemic and a lot of people moving out of larger cities you know, I've, I've met several people that have moved in our area from um, from the Philadelphia area that are, are looking to have that kind of um, space where they can come together for kind of their own entertainment and, and education and culture. So I do think um, that this will be another tool kind of in the toolbox of redeveloping this this area of Pennsylvania. I love it. It's just so cool that an MBA in finance is um, bringing these very innovative finance tools to a part of the country that often is really overlooked. And, you know, where I think there is such a need for, for grassroots capital, uh, wealth building um, initiative. So thank you so much for doing that. Or is there any Thing else you would like to share and by the way we will put a link to the detail you know to a the page where people can go to learn more about your investment offering but is there anything else you'd like to share um tips for people that maybe want to do something similar um to to grow community investment in their own places wherever they're located yeah i think um you know, just, yeah, I don't know, you know where to start that I, I met you, Jenny, at one of the SOCAP conferences. And that's how I, I found out, like the guidance and advice that I that I got from your team, like right from the start was so helpful in, um, in what we're doing right now. And then from, from the first moment that, you know, we met other social entrepreneurs. So I'm hoping it's like that ripple effect that we could just, you know, have events that attract people here that we could tell our story and we're already finding it where different artists say, yeah, I had this idea, but I'm not quite sure how to get it off the ground. And just being able you know, to share our crowdfunding site and our video has kind of, is, is, it's already inspired people. It'll be interesting to see who might follow through on that and uh, actually take the steps toward you know, using inv in, uh, investment crowdfunding to get their idea off the ground. Great. Awesome. Good luck with the campaign, Tom. And thanks again for joining us. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Do you have any questions for our securities lawyers and capital raising experts? Call the podcast hotline and leave us a message at 866-552-7726, extension 5. You can also send other inquiries to podcast at jennycasson.com. We'd love to hear from you. 
Music for the Capital Insight Podcast is still searching by Damon Criswell via Audio Hero. Thank you for listening to Capital Insight with Jenny Casson and Michelle Timish. Until next time.